Your intro music's really slow. I thought we were going upbeat. All right, you, you, you guys me? are so lucky because we got Dustin here again. Oh. How did this happen? Right, your your uh, talent budget must be low. I feel like we're not going to do the intro right now because uh, Dustin's here. Are we just, talking over just, top of it? Just do it. <laughs> just do it. No, you got to start again. Okay, we're good. Oh, it's, it's good. No, you were talking the okay. whole time. We're still recording. No, we're going with it. We're going with it. Here, that was a soft start. Hey, I'm Molly. Hey, I'm Matt. I used to run an event planning business in Saskatoon, but I moved away two years ago and I miss creating, especially with Matt. I own MJ & Co., an internationally award-winning photography company. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> and I did not move away, but I miss Molly too. Do you miss me? Um, yeah, like I'm sad because you're leaving tomorrow. So, okay. Yeah, I okay. do. We are creating a podcast because we are, we miss creating together. We'll talk about owning a business, giving it up, family, friends, and everything in between. On this episode, we have Dustin here again with us, Woo. Dustin Ratzlaff from Unink Marketing, and we are t- talking about taking the risk. Welcome, Dustin. Hey. We need a catchy title. What do you think? What, what's it going to be? Taking hey. the risk. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay, cool. I had a really good, good uh, title for it, but I, I forgot it because we did our official intro and it was kind of catchy and funny. So, but you forgot it? Yeah. Which well, thanks. Thanks for the story. Thank you. Man. That was great. Yeah. It's like, for sure, a, it was awesome. It was, I, it was one of the better ones. I like how you're holding the microphone. It's not on the stand. He's just, he's letting loose. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, folks. It, it's because I had to lean over to read the intro. Cause okay. well, I, I like, I like the topic. I'm really excited about this one because I rant about it all the time. We're doing fake it till you make it. Yeah. But I kind of, I like that, but I also hate it. It's the worst. Okay. Thanks. Any, anybody that like starts talking to other people about how they need to fake it till they make it. Should just shut the, f- should shut up, you know, like, <laughs> like if you, if you got time to like to preach to people about what they should be doing, then you, you got too much freaking time on your hands. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. come on, just get going. Oh, exactly. here's, here's the title. Oh, here this it is. is. This here should, it li- is. this should be the title. Okay. This is going to be the title. I drew it okay. out of you. What gives you the right? Mm. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I'm writing that down. I like that more. So Dustin, what gives you the right to just start a tech company and be like, oh, I'm going to go get developers in Vancouver. And- because nobody freaking asked you, Matt. I didn't ask you because I <laughs> didn't do my due diligence. I didn't ask any of the right questions. I didn't do any research. I was just way <laughs> too busy Googling software developer and then figuring out what that even meant. Okay, I think we need to back up. <laughs> okay, so Dustin started... <laughs> Dustin started a side gig called Benchmetrics. <laughs> it's sweet. Okay, what is it and why did you do it? You have this marketing agency. Why did you why are you doing this now? Okay, so uh, within uh, with within uh, the the agency world, uh, part of our uh, duties to clients is to provide reporting that indicates how their campaigns are performing. Mm-hmm. Um, this allows for clients to evaluate their performance and to make a change changes and adjustments over time. The problem with uh, an agency providing their own reporting is that it's biased. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I thought you know it would be great if uh, if there was a company where all they did 
was the reporting and scoring, uh, kind of like a referee. A referee mm-hmm. has to be a third party. It can't be employed by one of the teams. It has to be employed by the league to keep things fair. So I thought, you know, bench metrics should be around to provide third-party, non-biased reporting, and almost more importantly, a benchmark for the industry. Because right now, businesses are evaluating their, their performance based on past performance, because everybody's information and data is siloed. My information is mine, and I'm not going to share it with my competitors. Mm-hmm. But if there was a third party that I could trust and give my data to, and know that it just it, it remains anonymous then in return, I get, uh, you know, thousands of my competitors' data to benchmark against. That's, that's a really good return on my investment. And it allows me to have much more clarity as far as how I'm performing relative to everybody else. That's the whole concept. Wow. So, but then, but do you like, have a question, Matt? Well, just like, why, why did you do it, though? Yeah. Like, like, well, he just said why. Because like, nobody was uh, doing it. No, and- but like a lot of people in life see a lack of, you know, a problem yeah, and they, yeah. they like to complain about the yeah, problem. Yeah, I do too. I'm really good at it. <laughs> but then they just don't do anything about the problem. 99% of problems. I'm not, I'm not even going to try and tackle. I'll, I'll sit, I'll sit on that side that you just discussed or that you just explained. Like the, yeah, just the, like the, the shade throwing side. Like I love throwing shade too and I'm so good at it mm-hmm. and I'm, I think I'm brilliant and then I'll, I'll throw shade in all my conversations with people and be like McDonald's, Phone ordering is the worst, or Subway should have some sort of quick order where you don't have to pick your toppings. You know, any any sort of fast food ordering where you're not at the window picking up that trash is is so stupid. It's like it gets exponentially worse every second that you're not shoving fries in your mouth. Like, like you, you should be dropping fries in between your seat before you've even left yes. the drive-thru. If you're not doing it that way, if you're one of those psychopaths that brings your stupid fast food home to eat with your family on your like on your, on plates, your plate, oh like my you gosh, I love like, cold French fries. Yeah, yeah, who does that? No, they're That's the problem. The they're actually the problem. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the next thing that I solve. <laughs> so, so you, instead okay. of throwing shade, okay. you're like, you can tighten that little bottom thing. By the way, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, sorry. Good. I'm just drinking beer. Poverty casting over here with anybody wants to know. (laughs) Just drinking a beer. So you're like, instead of throwing shade, you you take some steps towards this. And they're like, these aren't cheap steps to take. Like this risk is not like, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. You're not just Googling it and doing it in your evenings. This is something you put. Oh yeah, no, this is like a six figure investment for me. Like this is, this is something that I've, I've definitely... I've definitely um, taken a large financial position on this, like relative to my means. Um, but it's something that I truly believe in, and it's 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 something that I'm I, I, I'm not passionate about analytics. But uh, this is a problem that I'm I, I think deserves truly deserves mm-hmm. to be solved, and so I'm I'm going to be the one that does it. So what's like a ten out of ten look like for you on the end of this? Like, like are you ex- like if, like I guess, what are your expectations? Like, because there's no guarantees, mm-hmm. and th- I mean things and are it's going. A bit of a side hustle, so it's not your all day every day. Although I am, I am definitely actively pursuing it okay. as a full time hustle. So oh, okay, yeah. So I would say, a, like, w- what my goals are right now 
would be about 10,000 real estate agents that are all sharing their data uh, anonymously with one another uh, so that they can have more visibility into the marketplace. And uh, probably, uh, well, when I say 10,000, I'm saying 10,000 within the next like 12 to 16 months and uh, probably about 800 to 1,000 car dealerships in that time period as well. Hmm. So, and then uh, five years, like probably four or 5,000 dealerships and and, uh, upwards of like, you know, 100,000 agents. So you're just kind of targeting those markets right now? Yes. Yes. Wow. But yeah. I think I think it's got a question. I can't tell if you're going to ask a question. This is our second time with a guest. So um, I have a question. Do you have a question? Go ahead. No, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I think it's different to just start. I mean, Matt, you have equipment. I ran a service-based company. I think it's really scary. And you ran a a service-based company to then put money behind something. Like it's not a physical asset, but it's definitely a digital asset that is worth. Well, it's software. It's like literally someone's coded something unique to you and your idea. And you know, I don't. Uh, part of me that would scare r- me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's it, a big it, risk. Totally. Like, and, and it, what about you? Like, you don't, you don't. Uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you don't know how to go in there yourself necessarily. No, I have no idea if I'm getting ripped off or not. <laughs> I, Does I, that scare you? Um, not so much. I'm. Uh, I don't know how you guys buy, how you guys do research before you buy. I don't read anything. I, I go to the people in my circle that I trust on certain topics of interest to me, and I ask them for their opinions, and then I validate the things that they tell me. So that's how I do everything. That's how I buy electronics. That's how I make big purchasing mm-hmm. decisions, and that's mm-hmm. how I hire programmers. Mm-hmm. So I, I found somebody... Uh, I found a couple different people that uh, were referred through to me that I, I had in-person meetings with and decided to work with, and it's it's gone really well. And I know, like, you can say, like, how the hell do you know if it's going well or not? Mm-hmm. But I, I have had the software uh, evaluated by third parties, and it's 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 built in a manner that allows for it to scale, and it's it's built on on great infrastructure and and so I'm, I'm really happy so far with how that's going. And, and as far as like the idea of like, like where are we trying to get? One of the fun things is with a business like this, that's so relatively unknown. Like the, the problem that I'm trying to crack doesn't really have a blueprint right now. Mm-hmm. That's just exciting mm-hmm. to me. Like that, that idea is like, great. Nobody can tell me that I'm doing it wrong because nobody else has done it yet. Which that's I- fascinating actually. Yeah, again, it's like scary as hell uh, sometimes, but at the same time, it's it's something that because it's it can be as dry as as business analytics. It, I I very much doubt that there's a huge group of people that are thinking about this problem as critically as I am every mm-hmm. day, and because of that, I'm like, well, like I, I, I I'm not getting it all right, mm-hmm. but if I can get enough of it right. And if I can be passionate enough about it, then maybe I can grab the attention of the people that I'm trying to help mm-hmm. and start getting their feedback. And if I can do that, then all of a sudden I know I'll be able to make incremental improvements on what I'm doing and, and hopefully get to a point where we've got something of real value. Mm-hmm. And also there's the other side of it where like we're collecting, we're collecting data from 
right now I'm collecting data from over 500 different data points mm. um, from 500 different companies. Mm. And that in itself is exciting. Sorry, not data points, but different companies. Like mm-hmm. the, actual, the actual different metrics that we're collecting from each of them is like close to 150. Yeah. So we're collecting a ton of information right now. You're like a Google. Well, like your thing doesn't work in isolation. You need real not data. Google, to, but you, know. you need real yeah. data to actually like... <laughs> Dustin's like, that's not what I do at all. Thanks, Molly. (laughs) So how long have you been doing this now? Uh, Two years. And what keeps you from giving up or throwing it all out? All the money he's investing. Sunken cost. Yeah, well, that was my next question. Is is there the sunken cost fallacy part of it like that you, you... that you feel might blind you? And this is just like sort of a candid question. Like, uh, just because I don't know, like, and I feel like I might be at, I might be the kind of person that would be at risk of like, you go down this, this uh, pathway so long, you know, do you, do you just keep on going? Like, is it something you ride until like, well, truthfully, Matt, I can't answer that. Can I? Because if, if I knew, if I knew that I was going down a path that didn't have a future, I would stop immediately, but I don't know that. And I don't feel that. And, and the feedback and I guess, uh, what's, what's developing, like the way that people are responding to what is built so far, uh, causes me to believe that I'm moving in the right direction. So I continue to do so. So maybe another question for you in this kind of world of like, you know, like starting like a side hustle that can be like bigger than your main gig. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot my question. It was really good. Again, just like the title, who gives you the right? What's happening? Okay, so there's this there's this movie company, and they um they made this movie. It was like this uh, Veggie Tales movie, and they were in trouble. It was like eighteen million bucks to make this movie. They were gonna go bankrupt, and then they did this move where they were like, "Okay, we got to go further," and. Uh, spend another 20 million on marketing to make this movie make us money. And so already they're in a bad position and then they throw everything into it and then they're just worse off than before. What do you think of like taking risks like that to, to do something like, I mean, we've seen it on 20th street with some, some of the businesses, I'm not going to drop names, but there was one on, uh, there was one by Bartari there. Like, it's, it's impossible to comment on somebody else's circumstances without knowing all of the details of it. However, I would wow, say... Wow, that was really big of you. <laughs> <laughs> but You're also, so no- there's a noble. But. There's a but. There's a but. <laughs> okay. So, like, let's say you've got this hunk of shit VeggieTales movie that you know sucks. Do you know VeggieTales? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so let's say you, you've, got this, you've got this total stinker of a movie. You're like we can either we can either release it without budget, and uh, you know take the eighteen million dollar loss and then play it very conservatively for like let's say their runway remaining is like thirty six months or forty eight months or something like that. We've got we've got room for one more with a fraction of the budget. Again, zero marketing, but we'll be able to do one more and hopefully start to turn the ship around. Or <laughs> we push it all in and, and yes. we and we shorten the runway to, to whatever six months and we and we let her back i don't know like if if it's bad and they're gonna have a bad reputation they've got almost nothing left and I, nothing to, to lose yeah to me it's like it's not that it, 
at the end of the day, like it, it, every situation is, is totally unique and, and nobody, nobody doubles down when, when things are going poorly. Typically people usually the, the, the common trend is people buy at all time highs, right? You're supposed to buy when things are low mm-hmm. and sell when things are high, but that's not ever what happens. Things get expensive because people keep buying and that's the trend. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see businesses getting over leveraged. That's why you see builders going out of business all the time because they sold the last, they sold the last property for uh, some huge margin and they just think like, well, this gravy train will never end. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's the market. It's because I'm brilliant until they're not brilliant and they're stuck mm-hmm. with way too much inventory mm-hmm. because they've been doing it over and over again and they've make, been making the same bet over and over again. So, yeah. So, like, you're betting on yourself in this situation. Do you personally like to take... Like, would you would you go into a place where it risked, let's say, your home or something like that? No. Like, never? No. No, I think I think that's, that's totally different. Anything that... Um, I don't... I'm not taking a risk that would put my wife and I in any sort of jeopardy. Um, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not leveraged to a point where, you know, I can't, you know, facilitate my regular, uh, my regular career or my life or anything like that. Um, when I jump, when I jump and I will, uh, with bench metrics, it'll be a calculated risk. Um, so like, you know, as far as like the idea, the idea is a bit of a hunch. Like I've just, this is, this is human nature. Like the the whole idea behind, behind what I'm doing is it's, it's something that we see play out all over the, all over the place. You don't see the fastest runners on the planet getting their fastest times running all by themselves on a track with their trainer. They win and they get the fastest times in human history on record when they're competing against their peers, the other fastest runners on the planet, because it makes them better. Molly's just sitting here smiling. I love that. It's it, it's a that's that's the whole the whole idea of competition. Like mm. healthy competition is is something that's important. That's mm-hmm. like I, I love sports, and I I think anybody that misses the underlying like primal nature of professional sports mm-hmm. in being something that is so pure, where it's like. Nobody gives a shit like who you think after you win the trophy. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. All that matters is whether or not you are the best. Mm-hmm. And if you are no longer good enough, you're cut. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how great of a person you are, how much, uh, how, how much good you do with the influence that you, that you garner. You could be fighting dogs. You could be Michael Vick and you could be killing dogs, fighting dogs against one another. It was a controversy. Who's that? Uh, he's uh, an ex, ex, ex-NFL uh, quarterback. Oh, he was, piece you know, of shit. Yeah, awful, awful thing. But that's, <laughs> that's not what defines his professional career. Work. He's employed because he's an incredible athlete. And there's just like, at the end of the day, it's like either you are or you are not, or mm-hmm. you are not. Mm-hmm. And just like that, that primal competitive, there's something about that that I'm just drawn to. And I love that. And I think that, that, that makes everything better. Is that in your pitch? That analogy? Is that what gives you it's, the right? It's often. I it, feel like you need to use that because that gave me chills. Like that makes sense to me. I will use those analytics because I'm super competitive. And if I can prove to my peers and competitors that I'm better than them that will feed me forever yeah like never uh, yeah. <laughs> especially in the real estate or you know uh automotive 
Yeah, like there's industry. there's some very practical, like there's some real world applications for this. Some very easy real world applications for this that don't take a lot of imagination. Mm-hmm. What's fun to think about is what are all the other things that we're not thinking about mm-hmm. that you can do with data, mm-hmm. you know, in five years from now. Like the idea of artificial intelligence getting to the point where it's predictive, like if you have enough data points and it can start understanding and identifying trends Mm -hmm. and then start correlating that data with other data sets. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can start forming opinions. Artificial intelligence can start forming opinions on the data sets that it's being Mm -hmm. given. Mm -hmm. I don't actually need to be the person, Mm -hmm. Molly and Matt, I don't need to be the person that figures out artificial intelligence, I need to be the one that is able to provide some nourishment for the artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Give it some sample set of data that I've been busy collecting. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to do because I'm not nearly smart enough to figure out the AI side of it. Mm -hmm. That's what Google truly does. That's how they bring... Well, Google does everything. That's why they're... That's why I called you Google. Well, they're they're in trouble right now. I think they're going to get broken up. What? Well, because they're like a monopoly. Yes. Did, did you see that? That's like going. There, there were all the CEOs of the big tech companies were just being um, on put on blast by Congress uh, yesterday, I believe. I'm gonna have to watch this on the Facebook. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but either way, it, that that's what that's what I'm getting at. I'm 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 not. I, I, I'm just I'm all about competition. That's that's what it is. Me too. So, what's some advice you have to someone? who's got who's not going to just throw the shade and uh going to make a do a thing whether it's making a piece of software running a business running well as as much as i just said i'm all about competition if you're trying to get started put your head down and stop looking around and stop listening and yes. stop stop being on social media and yes. stop worrying about what your competitors are doing because just do the thing yeah, just of, get moving exactly yeah. none of that shit helps no, it you doesn't. All right. Yeah. Like if every time in, in this is like from the experience in my, in my agency, every time I start comparing myself to somebody else, it makes me feel bad. And I don't have like, I don't have time to feel bad. I don't want, mm-hmm. obviously I don't want to feel bad, but I don't want to get stuck sinking into some woe is me. Mm-hmm. Look at how inferior I am in all of these different ways. Like, fuck it. You just got to move on. And nobody knows what they're doing. So you might as well just do the thing that you have in your head. And right. Stop comparing yourself because nobody has it figured out, but it's the people who actually do the thing and, and move forward. They're going to actually make a difference. Sure. And, and, and you know what? Like, be your own, uh, be your own barometer on, on whether or not you're, you're doing a good enough job. Be mm-hmm. honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't bullshit yourself. You can bullshit other people as much as you want, but when you're home by yourself, you'll know whether or not you put in enough effort. When you know the default, when I whenever you go talk to somebody that you haven't seen in a while, how are you? How are things? What's been going on? Oh, I'm so busy. I've been so busy. Everybody's so busy. Like, how busy are you? How busy yeah. am I? Like, yeah. I could be busier. I could be doing more. <laughs> so, like, for, forget that. Yeah. Don't get the validation from them. Just mm-hmm. worry about yourself. Maybe I could finish her off with a thought. This is from, uh, I do, uh, I have a business coach in Calgary and we, we talk about this all the time and it's behavior. And it's like, if you're not perpetually, if you're perpetually just not doing the thing, it's probably an indicator that you don't actually want mm-hmm. the, the result of the thing or the benefit of the thing. So um, probably the people who are listening to, listening to this are like already like 
started the thing or whatever. But mm. if you just need a little kick in the pants, here it is. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. We're giving we're giving you the right. Any other thoughts there? I think that's uh, that's that's all she wrote. Well, that's it. That's our last time with Dustin for Aww, this this thanks, visit from Dusty. Molly. Thank you Thank guys you um, for coming on our podcast. Molly, travel safe home. Thank and, you. And uh, thanks so much for having fun with us. Cheers. Thank you.